Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, welcome to another News for Jags podcast. I'm Jamal St. Cyr alongside Justin Barney. Justin, we've reached the the post-Super Bowl time, so you know the season's over. That means we're counting down to next year. <laughs> Chiefs won the other night. and Just disappointing because the Jags could have been there and we're not there. But nonetheless, it's a good – you kind of know the barometer, what you the gauge now, what you're up against. Patrick Mahomes is only a better. AFC is loaded with quarterback. A lot of them. And at Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, but Mahomes is still the guy. You've got a blueprint around. You've got to build around. Although I did get a, a kick out of the Chiefs' victory celebration when Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes were saying, nobody picked us. We're, we're underdogs. And we were – we were nobody was – they were camping us out, okay, with a, a $500 million quarterback, one of the best tight ends of all time. Right. You know, come on. They had – yeah, who said the Chiefs were underdogs? I'm sure some people said a few not nice things after the Tyreek Hill trade, but nobody was like completely like, counting them out. Let's be serious. Well, with the Super Bowl over, it's officially like pointing the direction toward the offseason full steam ahead. That means first it's uh, free agency, but before we kind of dive into the free agents, we wanted to do our first goal round of a, of a mock draft for the Jaguars. Draft, of course, is later on in April. The Combine hasn't rolled around yet, so a lot of moving pieces, but just an early look at how we kind of see this Jaguars team um, kind of attacking things to fill some of the needs because the goal is to be in that Super Bowl. Jaguars are considered one of the top 10 teams with the best chance of making it next year. In order to do that, you've got got to fill some of the holes on the roster. So we'll look at uh, uh, some of the rookies trying to talk through this. So we're going to run um, – the PFF's mock draft simulator will run two of them at the same time, and then we're going to take some of the players. We'll talk about a few of the ones that are available from there and then land on our one kind of consensus selection for the first three rounds for the Jaguars. Yeah, and it's it's so different this year. I mean, we're talking the last two years, you know, Jags picking number one. Didn't have anybody you wanted. Just a player to draft. Now it feels so different. I mean, your your first pick in the draft is coming probably 8-15, 8-30 on draft night. Right. It's going to be probably – a 10:30 on on draft night, so it's going to be a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, than we're used to, and so you're not talking number one pick in the draft. So it's a little bit different this year. It's very different for fans and for us. Yeah, we got to figure out what our coverage is going to be. We were like before, we were like yeah, we'll just stay live on Channel Four until the Jaguars pick, and now we're like, wait a minute, we can that that'll be a long time. Like, Whoa, do I have that much to say? Do y'all want to hear me talk that much? I don't know if I want to hear me talk that much. But, uh, you know, that's the fun of draft night, and it's, it's the more success you have, the later you pick, unless you're the Philadelphia Eagles who are in the Super Bowl or still have, like, a top-ten pick. So, you know, hey, uh, it, it should be fun. The Jaguars should still be able to get a very good player in the first round and hopefully in the second and third rounds. This is an interesting draft class. Uh, some good quarterbacks at the top, but – as you kind of go through it, it's a little thin in a few other areas. Like wide receiver, not necessarily the best class of wide receivers. Maybe not the best class talent-wise overall that we've seen compared to some of the ones in the past few years. Uh, but definitely one that should have a lot of movers and shakers unless the Chicago Bears shock the world and draft a quarterback number one overall. So Before we jump into our mock, if, if you're just looking at the Jaguars roster right now, yep. pre-free agency, pre-cuts, pre-transactions, mm-hmm. um, 
what is your number one position that you are you're targeting with this first overall pick? Assuming Jacksonville stays at 24, and knowing what we know at this very minute, a month before the NFL late season kicks off, where is your number one so not, not projecting what I think they're going to do Correct. at all. What's your what's your number one need for Jack? It has to be tight end because they don't have anybody. I mean, it, it has to be. Like, unless you're just ready to roll out the football and say, Luke Farrell, you're our guy. Like, it, it has to be tight end. If, I, if I'm not projecting a thing, tight end is the number one need on the roster because they have one guy under contract. So um, that that's plain and simple. I mean... If they bring back Evan Ingram, which I think is largely the expectation of, of everyone involved, then that eases that. But I still also would say that tight end is up there because you still need depth and talent behind him. And I don't think Doug had the personnel to run as many two tight end sets this year as he would like to. If you go back to his Philly days, he was running two tight end sets almost 50% of yeah, the time. Talking, I mean, Dan Arnold was your guy. Uh, alongside Evan Ingram, and we know what Evan did. Right. Fantastic year. You hope he's back in Jacksonville, but you don't have that personnel to really. No offense to Dan Arnold, a great character guy in Carolina, sure. one of the men of the locker room, as Urban Meyer loved to uh, trumpet that. No offense to Luke Farrell, no offense to Chris Mainhurst, who was a, was a blocker, but you just had basically one functional in terms of offensive right. plug in that. I mean, you, nobody was scared by Luke Farrell. Nobody was scared by Dan Arnold. Nobody was definitely not scared of Chris Manhurts. So uh, you've got to draft a tight end yeah. to me. I mean, to, to build for the future, to unlock this offense of what Doug Peterson wants to do, what he did in Philadelphia, that versatility of having two tight ends, two pass-catching tight ends right. uh, is what that offense. And, and you got to have two tight ends that can also run block because the, the ideal situation of when you have those two tight ends on the field is you want to force the other defense to have to put their base personnel out there and one of those tight ends ideal E Evan Ingram to really be a mismatch on a linebacker and then you say well if you don't come out in a heavier set on defense we're just gonna run the ball down your throat we need a road grader but you also need a road grader who can also double as a pass catcher it, it's a very delicate balance there but the Jaguars are gonna be playing with that balance if they can get that second tight end because they also have three very good receivers that are paid as starters in the NFL uh so it's it, the goal is to put as many weapons at Doug Peterson's disposal as possible. If we look at the offense, I'd say you know you want to add like right now. I expect Evan Ingram back, but you say tight end's a big need. Um, I I expect at this point Jawan Taylor to be back, but if he's not back, I'd say left guard's a big need, which is weird because I say if a right tackle's back, then guard's not as big a need. But if Jawan Taylor comes back, I fully expect they're going to try and get Walker Little to earn the starting left guard spot and then if somebody gets hurt then you pop him out to tackle if Jawan Taylor's not back then Walker Little goes to that right tackle spot yeah and then then that opens up that spot so that I just want to clarify that because I know that sounded weird um I think you need a second running back um and, and a running back a straight ahead kind of running yeah I, I really lost that when you lost to James Robinson yeah Travis Etienne is not that he's not you, you need but you need a guy that's not going to take a bunch of work away from Travis because Travis is still such an impactful player so you need that uh I think wide receiver I know a lot of people want these like big thread it's fun to talk about adding these dynamic wide receivers and I just don't see the Jaguars really being in the market for that with Calvin Ridley coming in they're so big on continuity um Zay Zay Jones is being paid like a starting receiver in the NFL so if they bring in someone else draft someone else that creates this dynamic of 
how much money do they have invested at wide receiver already? How many resources do they have for the results that they could be getting back from it? Don't get me wrong. I think they need a big-bodied 50-50 ball guy. I just don't think that's like a first-round pick, and I also don't think it's like a big-money free agent or a dynamic trade. Um, like if they got T. Higgins, they'd have to send somebody out with that to kind of make make it make sense for them. I don't so I and I don't think the Bengals are going to trade from trade him. Um, on the defense, um, on on the defense, things are that's where things kind of get a little wonky because there there's definitely some needs there for that defense as far as um, being able to stop a quarterback like like Pat Mahomes. Um, yeah, so the, the the defense you got you got to have the the pieces in order to stop that quarterback, and without that, we saw what he was able to do. So that means improving the pass rush, big need, and you got to get a nipple corner because I like Tyson Campbell, I like what Darius Williams was able to do on the outside, but uh, that nickel cornerback spot is a, is definitely a spot that can be improved. Yeah, absolutely. I think you need. I, I mean, Darius Williams played fantastic after the Shaq Griffin went out for the season, but I think you got to have that running mate. You gotta have that running mate opposite Tyson County. Tyson looks like a, a star yeah. um heading into year three. So I think if you could package him with another young guy, um, and if that's not Darius Williams, it's gotta be a, a drafted guy. Um and I think we'll get to that um in a minute. But I think cornerback uh is a is a big need as well. I mean, maybe first round. All right. So let's go ahead and dive into our uh mock draft um and see what we can come up with. So we've got the PFF simulator running. We're going to run two of them at the same time. We are starting these up right now, and we've landed on the Jaguars pick, and let's look at the players that are on the board. Um, some of the guys on both, the one guy that, that's at the top of both boards for PFF is uh, Deontay Banks, quarterback from Maryland. Then we've got Dalton Kincaid on one, Andre Carter on another one, Nolan Smith is there, Bajan Robinson, Michael Mayer, who I know is a favorite of a lot of folks out there. Um, so, so there's there's some talented players. We can kind of go down the board. I know you wanted to to you had a little nugget about Anton Harrison, uh, who's on the board on both of these right yeah, now. So, so Jag the Jaguars.com has been compiling a list of uh, a list of mock drafts, if you will, from from going back to December until now, and they've run 45 different mock drafts, and some of those have been just updated uh, guys picking repicking the draft later on. And Anton Harrison was the guy who was mentioned, offensive tackle from Oklahoma. Uh, was mentioned the most among those guys uh, that that would fit well in Jacksonville. And the reason there would be, I'm assuming, is Juwan Taylor factor. Right. If, Juwan, if you think Juwan's gone. He's going to be a, a potential guy uh, to do that. Another guy has been mentioned a lot is Michael Mayer, uh, Antonio Harrison, safety. So there's been some some familiarity with a lot of these mocks where they're they're mocking maybe three to four guys consistently to the Jaguars. Correct. Among that, so among the uh, the forty five selections in those mock drafts dating back a couple months, forty five selections, twenty nine have either been tight end, mm-hmm. safety, mm-hmm. or cornerback. Right. So there seems to be a pattern that 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 kind of like we talked about. You package Tyson with the with the high running mate at that opposite corner spot, or you add a tight end to the mix uh, to grow and, and conceivably give Doug Peterson the talent to run those two tight end formations that he likes. So uh, certainly the draft mock drafters, the, the draft mix, have have, have zoned in on uh, some targets. Yeah, so so these, these are, this is actually a pretty decent board um, of guys available. Uh, I'm going to have you 
figure out how to turn. Can you put the computer off? I don't know. I think the sons are doing something, and their mascot started dancing on the computer next to us. Uh, kind of strange at this point. I don't know if you can hear the music going in the background here. All right, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I saw the I saw the mascot. I was like, what's going on here? All right. Um, so here's here's a, there are the couple of the guys that are on the board that kind of jump out to me. The first one's Andre Carter, uh, from Army, lit up the 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 stat sheet with sacks. Um, and, but the thing that's gonna that I've been mentioning him is like connected to Trent Balky, <laughs> uh, just in conversation for a while because dude's six seven two sixty, and Trent talks like a lot about traits and the same thing that drew him to Trayvon is something that I think is gonna like make you know diamonds dance in his head when he starts to think about this guy Andre Carter is he's six seven I think he actually weighed in at the senior bowl closer to 250 I'd have to go back and check that but he looks skinny mm -hmm. like if you get him in an NFL weight program he's gonna put on weight he looks like he could add another 20 pounds and if he can keep the same athleticism that people think that people expect that he has um he should test well at the combine and you know if he went to army he's not going to be a problem off the field he's going to be a good locker room guy i think andre carter is going to be a little high on their board but i don't know if i could bring myself for them to pick him right here. yeah i don't i don't know if i if i go with andre carter i i think there's some other options on our draft board here that are a little bit i hate to say more appealing but i do think it it fits i mean jacksonville needs a pass rush we yeah. saw that points blank period in the chiefs divisional game You've got to be able to put pressure on that quarterback. You've got to be able to do it. And Jacksonville did not do that. And I think a, a little bit of that it is what defense are you going to run? Correct. What are you going to be? Are you going to have Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen at defensive end and rushing the quarterback? Is that the, uh, to me, I think that's more of an, their natural position. Yeah. I think Jacksonville is more suited to run that with that that defense where you have that base 4-3 defense and you've got the two defensive ends and then you've got the linebackers, you got a Chad Muma on the field uh, alongside uh, Foyer. You got Devin Lloyd on the field. The ability to to have all those good linebackers on the field at once, and your big, your your young defensive ends, and Josh Allen. I uh, was coming up on his fifth year option, and then Trayvon Walker. And I mean, Trayvon is a, is a game changer to me. He looks more natural in that defensive line. So, I think pass rush needs some help, but I do think Jacksonville needs to decide first on what their personnel is going to look like. Right. You can't draft an Andre Carter. If you're going to run that uh, that three four, I mean, I, I think he could stand up. He could stand up if they needed him to. He could be a three four end or four, or a three four outside linebacker. I think you're you're talking about you're adding another guy to the mix of a Josh Allen, a Trayvon Walker. So situation. this is where we're getting to with the Jaguars, and we have to kind of shift the thinking, which is what's interesting here. Because once you start getting to in this good team territory, maybe by the time you roll up on the draft, they always talk about best player available. But then there's also best player available out of position of need. Now, keep in mind, position of need isn't always a need today. Maybe you're drafting for a need tomorrow, like Josh Allen's replacement because he is on the last year of his deal. And if I'm Trip Balky and I'm saying, I don't know if I want to hand Josh Allen $100 million. I know he's a good locker room guy, but is he the $100 million player on the field? And if I don't give that to him, Somebody else will because he's young and athletic and so, and a good locker room leader. Somebody will pay him and hope for the upside there. But do you want it to be the Jaguars? And if Trent says, I don't think I do, is it better to draft his replacement today? That way, when they have to be the full-time guy, they're in year two right. rather than drafting a rookie that you don't know what you're getting. So you, you got to start. I, like With some of my things where I'm, I'm looking at these first-round picks and like, 
even an Antonio Johnson, who I am a, a stand of. I love the guy from from Texas A&M. I think his like people are going to start talking about him more after he runs at the combine at six three something. He's going to run like a four four. Uh, you know, I think people are going to talk about him a lot more soon. But that's projecting ahead. Like right now, he would be the Jaguars' third safety, maybe their nickel corner or their slot defender, as you can call it, whatever. Um, but next year. Technically, Rayshon Jenkins, you could you could cut him, save some money, and then move Johnson into a starting role. So some of it is projecting ahead because you want to kind of spot fill the needs on your football team that you see in free agency. So I would expect that Evan Ingram is going to be back, that they're going to bring in another tight end in free agency and say, okay, we're good for this year, but because you, you don't want to go into the draft and say, man, if we don't get a get a corner that can start right now at twenty at twenty four, like because you can't you don't know who's gonna be on the board. Like I, if for whatever reason Joey Porter falls to them at twenty four, great. Like you got a cornerback, but you can't go there and be like, oh Joey Porter's gonna be there. Like you don't know, you don't know. So that's when you can start getting these later portions of the draft. Like I start to almost start thinking a year in advance and say, ah, uh, uh huh, Josh Allen's a year out. He, if you don't bring him back, do you draft his replacement? Rayshon Jenkins, technically he's got two years left on his deal. I like Rayshon, but if you wanted to alleviate yourself and save some cap space, which they are going to have to start doing at times, do you re- draft his replacement? Uh, Devon Hamilton, another guy who's going to be nearing the end of his contract. He's been very good for the Jaguars. How much do you want to invest in him? Uh, you know, Brandon Sheriff, technically, you used Cam Robinson. We we have these conversations all the time of like, when could the Jaguars get out of some of these high paying deals with older players? Well, that's not saying that they need to get rid of them or that they have to, but do you find a way to bring in a replacement? Like, do you spend a third round pick on a guy who could eventually be Brandon Sheriff's replacement when you move on from his contract? So that's where I like look at an Andre Carter is like, yes, you need three good pass rushers in the NFL. I fully, I fully believe that and I think Trayvon can slide inside and then you can have Trayvon Josh and an Andre Carter or Will McDonald or whoever all on the field at the same time but I also look at it and say well if Josh isn't back now you're not because think about it like next year if they let Josh walk people are going to be freaking out like what do we do now who's going to be the guy who's going to replace him and but if they draft somebody here people are going to be like pass rush yeah and then now when Josh walks you're like we're good so that's I to me I I don't know I think you need to to decide what's good this defense is gonna look like and I don't know and I, would I be upset with Andre Carter no I don't think so no I I think I I do think a first round pick is a little high on him but this is a draft where I I don't know that there's 32 guys that you give a first round grade to so I think in the pick I, I'm not I'm not making Andre Carter the pick though okay so I I think if we're going based on our conversation to start we're going based on what we know about the roster right now if the biggest need is tight end I think we're, the the question is between the two tight ends on the right board, right um so it'd be between Michael Mayer and Dalton Kincaid so it's almost like a what's your flavor kind of pick I would go with Michael I would go Michael Mayer be my guy I know that's not okay. I know that's not your that's not your flavor but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Michael Mayer okay. at 24. We can do there. We'll do Michael Mayer. Look, I'm here's my and I, don't get me wrong. I'm not a Michael Mayer hater. I'm just he's a high floor player. I think you, if you pick him, you very well know you're going to get a starter in the National Football League or a player who can contribute to your team in the National Football League for the next five to ten years. Okay. Very well. 
but I don't think he's necessarily going to be an impact player. Like, I don't think, my, like, somebody was comparing Michael Mayer to Mercedes Lewis once upon a time, and I'm like, yeah, kind of. Like, Mercedes Lewis was a great player, and I know he lives in, like, the hearts of a lot of Jaguars fans out there, but nobody's looking at the game today like, you know what this team needs? Mercedes Lewis, that and get him to the Super Bowl. He like that's not a shot at him. That's not, he was he was just out of a uh, yeah, he stuck around forever. He was serviceable. He was better yeah. than an average player. And that and that's what I think you know Michael Mayer will be. And it, to me, I, it's I would have loved it if I, I've heard comps and I think this is off. But T.J. Hawkinson and Michael Mayer, and I don't think that I don't, I don't think, think that they are. That's it. But I think if you could get that. Receiving, blocking, tight end, and you let him develop with an Evan Ingram. Right. I think that's good. You know, Evan is going to be a pricey guy. Right. He has said we need to get to the point where we're, you know, we're not getting these guys on second contracts. We're not having to spend in free agency. We want these guys. We want to draft and develop. Correct. Down cost controlled for five years. And this is a situation where you get a, a guy, Michael Mayer, who could come in and, and run that two tight end formation and with did. Evan Ingram and, and kind of be that, you know, get to that point where, Evans at the last year of his deal, and Michael Mayer is is ready to kind of supersede him. So right. I like Michael Mayer at number twenty. And, and don't get me wrong, like I I don't think I like Dalton Kincaid a little bit better than I like Michael Mayer, but I don't think you could pair Dalton Kincaid and Evan Ingram on a team. Like they're just too similar of players. It wouldn't have worked. So Musgrave would be the other. And Luke Musgrave is another guy that's in a conversation, but he's also a guy that I'm not. Again, I'm not sure if you can pair. Him and Evan Ingram, similar enough games where neither one of them is a dominating blocker. If you're looking for a dominating blocker, you got to go like Mayer or Washington from Georgia, um, which if you could get him in the second round, that would be like my sweet spot steal. But, okay, so we went with Michael Mayer in the first round, so then we go to the second round, and we've got a, a few different players on these boards. These boards actually look a, a little bit different. So we've got a cornerback at the top of one, Garrett Wilson from Syracuse, pretty good player. Uh, could be helpful. Jameer Gibbs, a, a running back, I actually covered him at Dalton High School. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love for Gibbs to land at the Jaguars. I don't think he will, but, yeah. Um, Siaki Ika, a big nose tackle. He's an interesting player from Baylor. I think uh, he, he probably will be in our conversation here in a second because we got to talk about bolstering the D-line. Uh, since we took a tight end, we're not going to talk about Sam Laporta. There's Sidney Brown, the safety from Illinois. Trenton Simpson, linebacker from Clemson. Uh, running back Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. Uh, stop me if you got if you, you see anybody here that, that that's jumping out to you. Uh, Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame. If you want to go back to the Fighting Irish, well there. Uh, Jalen Hyatt still on the board. I don't think he'll make it this far though. Um, and then uh, the one guy that that there, look there's there's Darnell Washington was still on the board. Um, and this is Jaguars second board a corner. Cam Smith is still here. I don't know if he'll make it this far either. If if he runs well, he won't. The guy that so so for me, if I if I'm gonna narrow this board down to a couple of guys, I like Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin. He had a really big week at the Senior Bowl, um, and I think the Jaguars really need to bolster that D line, uh, specifically finding a way to get some sort of interior pass rush. Uh, especially knowing you went offense with that first pick, I'd be I I'm thinking you'd go defense here. Yeah. So I, I would narrow the board down to Siaki Ika from Baylor, uh, Garrett Wilson, the corner from Syracuse, and uh, probably Keanu Benton from Wisconsin and say you either get a big defensive lineman or you take a corner. I like, I like the, the the bolster that defensive line. Yeah, okay. Um, it, again, you mentioned the preface this with the Hamilton getting uh, getting up there. Foley Bonducasi missed a lot of time with injuries. Roy Robertson-Harris is a contract, possible cut situation kind of guy. 
if you go to that four three, who are you, who are your interior? Who's your two pairings at defensive tackle? I mean, now I mean you're you're hoping that's I mean if Roy Robertson Harris is back, maybe him. But I mean now it's Devon Hamilton, mm-hmm. and Devon's very good. I love Devon. I think they I think they have to find a way to keep the big run suffer. But you need some pass rush juice on the inside. Um, so, all right, if we're looking for pass rush juice, Siaki is an interesting one because he's kind of like a, he's a big nose tackle, 350 pounds, but he's not like a big, like, nose tackle run stopper. He's very, like, finesse, likes to get after the passer kind of guy, and Keanu Benton is a guy that, uh, he didn't show a lot of pass rush early in his career at Wisconsin, but his final year, he showed a lot more, and then at the Senior Bowl was getting after it, um, I think raised his stock a lot, so, I. I think I don't think you go wrong really with either one of them as long as you understand what you're getting in the player. Like if they draft Ika and think he's going to do the same thing that Devon Hamilton does for him, that'll be very bad. Um, so I'll give I'll give you the, give you the, the wheel here and let you pick between the two. You want to go Baylor or Wisconsin? I'm going to say Siakam. You want to all right? That um, big guy. You need some bodies on the line. You saw what all right last year when you didn't have a Devon Hamilton, when you didn't have a a Roy, when you didn't have. Um, I mean, you didn't have that girth on that defensive line. Yep. I mean, Dewan Smoot ain't, I mean, hurt, missed a year um, after that Achilles. I think you need that muscle. I think you need that penetration on the yep. defensive line. And you mentioned, again, Devon Hamilton, contract guy. I mean, Foley was banged up. And, I mean, with his loss last year, you felt that immensely in, mm-hmm. the, in the run game. So I think um, Siaka is my guy here, just adding on the defensive line. I like that kind of Washington. Um, he dropped. He's in that second round. But, again, we've already got Michael Mayer. I think he's the best guy. So, so far... We've got Mayer, and then we went Ika in the second round. And if Ika can, if they can, I mean, if you paired Ika and Devon Hamilton on the inside, which, again, very different players, but you get two 350-pound guys there, I mean, that's a good defensive line. And ideally what Ika can give you is a penetrating defensive tackle or in the powerful guy. And that's, he he's, he's I'm trying to think about how to, how to, like, describe him. Like, he's 350 pounds, but he's not, like, a power player. He's almost like a finesse player. Who likes to like? He knows how to get skinny and like get into the backfield. And if you can get that, where you can get that, that push in the middle to 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 set up Trayvon and set up Josh Allen, then you're in a good space. So uh, I I I think that pick can work. So now we've got Mayor, we've got Ika, and then we're moving on to our third round. And uh, so we filled a couple of holes, nope. but uh, haven't there's still some some that are available here. And let's look at our board. So we got a uh, running back from Auburn, Tank Bigsby here. Uh, we've got J.L. Skinner, a safety from Boise State, who's still on the board. Kendra Miller, a running back from TCU. Jaden Reed, wide receiver from Michigan State. Cody Mock, tackle from North Dakota State's there. Um, let's see, I don't think he'll be there, so we ain't going to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, Dorian Williams, a linebacker from Tulane's on the board. Tajay Spears, I love Tajay Spears, running back from Tulane. If you haven't watched his highlight tapes, go watch it, because he's fun. I, I like a dream scenario for me is if they drafted Spears and paired him and Travis Etienne together. It would give you like no sort of power in the running game. You'd have to hope that Snoop Connor can be like your one yard and cloud of dust kind of player. But my goodness, like a two yard dump off pass might turn into 30 at any given moment. It would be fun. Um, let's see who else we got. Uh, Isaiah McGuire and Edge from Missouri's out there. Cairo Clark, a cornerback from uh, from Louisville. A.T. Perry's an interesting one, big wide receiver. He runs well at the combine. His stock will go up. Uh, but he's the big body kind of guy that we were talking about before. 
that they could use. Uh, Byron Young and a defensive end from uh, from Tennessee, he could be a good one. He has a very interesting story. If you don't know about Byron Young, if uh, we we may get into that here in a second. And then uh, what Cedric Tillman, a wide receiver from Tennessee, is on the board. Uh, anything? Uh, any 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 names jumping out to me here? I don't know. I mean, for. Uh, defensive back safety would be another spot to me where Cam Smith was in there second round. He's off the board now. Yeah. He would have been a guy that I would have uh, entertained the thought even in the second round. I, I don't think he falls that far. Um, I do think Cam Smith would be a, a great pick, but again, he's off the board now. So I'm going to say safety cornerback is is something. When they put in the books there, okay. Uh, at this point, when you're in the inside the top three rounds, Jags have certainly got to address cornerbacks again. Shaq Griffin is not going to be back. Um, your corners from last year, the last couple of years draft, eh, just not there. Um, you have something with Darius Williams, but you have to have a third. You mentioned Rayshon Jenkins as far as a future guy playing for the future. You know, if Rayshon can have another year like this year, wow, he's he had a phenomenal year. But I right. you have to you have to play in now for cornerback safety help. And again, mentioned beginning of this with all the mots. I mean, 15 mock drafts, uh, 15 to 45 uh, since uh, the first couple months of the year have gone with corner safety help for Jacksonville. So mm-hmm. I think uh, I think corner or safety makes the the most sense. Yeah, it's just about finding kind of the value. All right, so I'll give you the three guys that jump off at me on this thing. I, I like Byron Young from Tennessee. That would give you another kind of edge defensive end guy. We got the big like defensive tackle. Byron Young, interesting story there. So he. Wasn't a big-time recruit coming out of, out of high school. Actually was out of football, was working at like a Dollar General or something. Saw a flyer for, I think it was like Georgia Military Academy or something. So goes to JUCO, works out for him, ends up at Tennessee. So he's a little bit older. He's like 25 um, and going to be a rookie going in the NFL. But he's a guy who definitely is going to value every opportunity he gets. Uh, A.T. Perry, I like him. He gives you the size. Like I like to think of the wide receiver group as like a basketball team. Right now, the Jaguars don't have a center. Like an A.T. Perry will get would give you that uh, with the kind of size that he would bring to the field. So I think he definitely should be in the conversation. Uh, last guy, if you want to go corner, like you were mentioning, I think Jalen Jones makes a whole lot of sense from Texas A&M. Um, you know, he can do a little bit of things for you. He has good size at 6'2", 205. Um, I think overall it was just kind of a rough season for Texas A&M down there at College Station. So, you know, it's understandable to or easy to understand why guys like Jones and even Antonio Johnson, who another guy I like is, uh, didn't have maybe the seasons that people expected them to have. Uh, so we can go with either with any of those three. I think they're all on the board on both sets. So we can go corner, uh, wide receiver, or edge. What you got? Man, I'm going to go, uh, you know, I, I've i loved receiver, talking about receiver. Sure. Um Pivoting from it, though? Can't bring yourself to it? I just don't think so. I mean, with Ridley and, and to me, and I go back to last year with the Muma selection. Sure. You know, you Devin Lloyd in the first round, Trayvon number one overall, and then you go back at Foyer and free agency, and then Muma was the day three pick. I, mm-hmm. To me, it was just too much at that position. Um, so but I, I think receiver, you maybe draft a project in the latter rounds this year, but I think in the third round this year, I think you need to go with a guy who could be a starter. Okay. Could be a okay. starter right now, and I think that to me is a is a cornerback. Um, I think they need the most help there in the secondary. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Jalen Jones All right. type of situation there. I think he's. I mean, he's a big guy. 
you package him with another SEC corner in Tyson Campbell, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's got the good makings of a, uh, a young and talented set. All right, so they uh, we, that wraps up our three-round mock. So we got Michael Mayer in the first, Siaki Ika in the second, and then Jalen Jones in the third. So that's a tight end, a defensive tackle, and then a cornerback. Uh, based on our PFF grades, they liked our second and third round pick. Gave us B's on both of those. They were not a fan of the Michael Mayer pick. So, so PFF tends to side with me a little bit more. <laughs> Jamal has been a fan of Michael Mayer. I'm just, I just, when when I look at a first round player, like I, t- I tend to think of the the word prospect. Like I know Michael Mayer is a safe pick. I know he's not going to, like in the second round. I love Michael Mayer. I, you know what you're gonna get, but I, I. I don't want to, I, I feel like Dr. Strange sometimes in like, what was it, Infinity War, where he was looking at all the futures, and I'm like, there's just so few of them where I feel like Michael Mayer turns into a superstar. Like, I don't think he's baby Gronk. I don't think he's Travis Kelsey Jr. I don't really think he's going to run very well in like the 40-yard dash. I think he's a very good football player. Like, somebody, I was listening to something, somebody compared him to Heath Miller, and I, I don't know if you remember the Pittsburgh Steelers tight end. He was a good player. Is he a guy that I want a first round in today's NFL? No, he's not. But in the second round, I would love a Heath Miller clone. So that and that's where like my my train of thought. Like Dalton Kincaid, like if you said Evan Ingram walks and you're like Dalton Kincaid, I'm like I could see Dalton Kincaid being Mark Andrews 2.0, a superstar pass catching tight end in the NFL. I'd I'm with Washington it. out of Georgia in, in the second round. In this mock, we could have had him in. And he's a guy who's growing on me. Yeah. Because you know, I I was I was so anti Washington early on. I was Washington and Mayor were like on my hate list, and then I started thinking more about it and watching him more, and I'm like, you can't teach you can't teach size, and that, I mean that's just planet theory. Just get the biggest, baddest dudes and put them on the field, and having a guy with his sort of size and athleticism, and no, he didn't catch a lot of passes at Georgia, and in the NFL, he probably will never catch a lot of passes. But like when I look at it, like who's going to be a better run blocker between Michael Mayer? And Daryl Washington, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Washington. So, so like when I start saying, "All right, well, if they bring back Evan Ingram, what tight end do I want to pair with him that that really helps take the Jaguars' two tight end sets to the next level?" And I say, "You pull Ingram on one side, who they're like, wow, we can't cover this dude with a with a linebacker, and then you put Washington on the other side, they're like, if what if they come out in a nickel defense to try and match up with with Ingram." And Washington gets a block on your quarterback, it's over with. That that kid's on the ground. He's dead. So, so I'm like, oh, that could be good because his size is going to force teams to really, like, fear him in the running game. And on top of that, like, I don't think he's, like, very nimble-footed, but if you put him in a, in a situation where, for whatever reason, te- he straight line, I mean, dude's fast. He's fast. So he is he is like a Trayvon Walker though. He's he's a he's a bright guy who is that diamond in the rough they're hoping for. He's a guy who you're gonna need to develop who's not gonna come in the league day one and, no. and be a Travis Kelsey kind of type. He's got I don't, refinement. Yeah, I don't know that he'll ever be that. I really don't. I, I don't know that he'll ever be a Travis Kelsey kind of receiving threat. I don't even know if he makes it to like Dallas Goddard levels, but I think he's going to all I, – I think you know his floor is he's going to be a road grader in the run game. And could he be a reliable pass catching threat? Yeah. I mean, I think he could be, uh, or, and he should be. looks like he has good hands, and he's, he's fast enough that if defenses sleep on him, he's going to run by your guy. So I think that he's – the idea of him has grown on me. I still don't think he's just – I just don't think he's very nimble-footed. 
And like when you look at Travis Kelsey, you don't see like this big lumbering, like large, you don't feel like he's a large human. When I watch Washington run, I feel like he's large. Yeah. Like I can see it and I'm like, ah, okay. But, you know, so I, 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 that's why I just don't know that he'll ever be a dynamic receiving threat. Could be wrong. And it could be wrong. Jackson will need that. Again, you're not going to run a, the tight end formations that you want with Luke Farrell right. and Evan Ingram. Right. He's not going to do it. And Doug Peterson needs that, you know, to, again, you, you want to have that. I keep saying Travis Kelsey, but you see what element he brings to a Chiefs offense. He does. And he does. It's amazing to have the ability, not with one player, but with two players, right. to have that flex where you're able to run with a, a mayor or, a, you know, an Evan Ingram, something, a Musgrave, you know, something like that where you can, not again, not get a Travis Kelsey kind of guy in one player, but have that production come in, in two players. And I think you need to, to unlock those offense, you need another tight end with Evan Ingram. Yeah, and I, and it, having the flexibility to go between a three wide receiver set and a two tight end set uh, should give the Jaguars a lot of flexibility. I don't oppose the mayor pick. I'm just not a huge mayor fan. Even in the late stages of the first round, I think there are other tight ends in the draft that jump out to me better, depending on the situation. One point. Yeah, this is one point. We'll do a few more. We'll, we'll do a few more, but I, I do think like if the Jaguars walked away with this class from the from the first three rounds, I would not be upset. I would not. Yeah. I, I'd be. I'd, I could. I could look at this and say, I see what they were going for. I see the vision, and it makes sense. So while I may not be sold on the first round pick, I do like the second and third. But I can understand Michael Mayer. Like Michael Mayer is for me. If you pick him, he's, it's like a C. It's it basically what PFF gave us. He gave us a C. It's all it, it, might. Yeah, they they said a C might. I give him a C because he's. He's a high floor player, and I just don't know where the ceiling is. It's the same conversation we had about Aiden Hutchinson last year. Like, you know what you're going to get, but, like, how high can it get? I don't know. So, um, all right, you know, this this wraps up our first kind of mock draft. Let us know um, on social media, in the comments, over on newsforjacks.com, what you think about our three picks. If you liked Mayor, Siaki, Ika, Jalen Jones, if you would have done something different, uh, let us know what your mock drafts are looking like. Uh, we'll do a few more of these. I think next time we sit down and talk, we'll talk some free agents uh, that should be on your radar for the Jaguars as we kind of start the journey through the offseason. Just about one month out from just about today at the NFL offseason or the new the new season year, league year begin yeah. March 15th. So March 15th, Jacksonville is going to be signing some guys and not writing out blank checks like they did last year. Girl. Be much more conservative in free agency this year mark yeah i got a stack of papers and, and work to do before then so uh on my desk so i got to get to that at some point but thanks for tuning into the news for jacks podcast make sure you like subscribe comment uh get back at us go focus down on social media let us know your thoughts on our mark draft and we'll see you next time